Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Shirley Donovan, you were watching it. You were sitting down, bottle of wine, a sandwich and a bag of crisps. What did you think of it, Shirley? Good morning. Morning, Paul. Um, yeah, I really liked it. I think he did. I actually think he did a great job. Uh, it's not an easy um, role to step into, but I think he he really took it. You know, he gripped on and he, he held on and backed in and I think he did a great job. Me too, personally. I think he was absolutely superb. He was uh, he played a blinder. He listened to the guests, loved the part where he sat in with the audience and the audience interaction. He really settled in there, I think. And uh, But f- my own point of view, and I just want to ask you, what did you think of the jibes he made about RTE and the scandal that we've been uh, hearing about for the last number of months? Look, I think it was the best way to address it, to be honest. He used humour, but he didn't. He came in hot. He left no stone unturned. He used the opening monologue, which is probably kind of a new thing as well. You know, they're changing the format of the show. And this is a kind of um, a US trend where you have the host doing an opening monologue. And he used it. He hit off everything. He touched off the TV licence. He touched off the expenses scandal. He he hit off the RT budget. And it was the best way of addressing it. It was straight off the bat let's let's get it out of the way before we it was almost like a bit of housekeeping before they move on to the business of the show Tuberty wished him well he more or less ignored Tuberty uh, didn't say anything about you know thanks to Ryan for holding the fort for the last 14 years or whatever it was do you think he should have said something and uh, we wish Ryan the best look I think it's it's something that you probably don't really want to touch off because it's still a little bit raw. I think the archive recording of Gay Byrne doing the intro at the beginning was a lovely nod. I love um, that piece myself. I thought it was fantastic. I hope they keep that, actually. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, I actually thought it was a lovely way to start. It was kind of a real nod and it was a real mark of respect. And I think that's who he wanted to to pay tribute to and I think he didn't really touch off Pat Kenny he didn't he definitely didn't touch off Ryan but that's okay he's he's paddling his own canoe now he needs to make this his own and I don't think he wants to get embroiled in in that I, I, I agree with you but let's say when he introduced the band as Grant Thornton and the flip flops and he was talking about the Oireachtas committee and what have you remember you maybe a TV licence pair they have been squandering your money for the last number of years and he and I look I'm the first to make a joke and I've got black humour and what have you like that but he was making a joke about taxpayers money that has been squandered just squandered over the years um, as if it didn't happen you know he was making a big laugh in it uh, RTE took you all for a ride ha 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 Oh, look, I think you can choose what you want to be offended by. I think he's showing his hand early, early doors and just coming out, you know, addressing everything. He won't address it again. 
that's done now and he's moving forward I, I think if people want to take it in a light-hearted way they will but you're look the late late show in some ways can be a poison chalice because mm-hmm. you're never going to please everybody there's been amazing reviews online and social media of course was in full session but there was there were you're never going to please everybody so look i kind of admire him for taking the shots but i think he will leave it at that now and he'll move forward and, and mold the show into what he wants to do despite obviously we had there was a, a bang at the rt canteen off the guest list but despite that i think moving forward hopefully there will be stronger guests and i did like the fact that they didn't announce the guests before the show because i think he would have been judged before he ever stepped out on Friday night. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with you. I think he will take it to a whole new level. Um, he's the man, really, to take it to a new audience because, as I said, when you when you look at the audience, the studio audience in the night, I don't think there was anybody uh, over the age of 45 in that audience, a whole new uh, audience uh, grouping there, really. And... I suppose, look, I'm 58 years of age. I don't know, do they want me watching the Late Late Show anymore? Do they want a, a lot of, a younger audience? Because Kilty certainly will um, appeal to a younger audience and um, I think he, he'll do a very good job. The, the guests you did mention, I think with budget constraints in RTE right now, that could be a problem going forward. It absolutely could. And when PJ and I chatted about this a couple of weeks ago, you have a lot of potential big names affected by the screenwriters um, Mm -hmm. strike currently and they're prohibited from doing any promotional work. But look, I think like any new show, it's going to take a couple of weeks to bed in. They did play it safe on the guests. And as you say, there are budget limitations, but he's also not an RT man. He's never been an RT man. His, His TV career has been with the BBC and abroad. So he's, that's also why he was probably a little bit irreverent, but who knows who he will bring with him mm-hmm. because he's quite well known across the pond. He's, he's worked in America. So he may, he may attract good names in that regard because he has a wider audience. In terms of age bracket, I think RT now want everybody watching The Late Late Show, all age groups. The type of appeal that you have with Graham Norton in the UK where he is has a very broad audience and is capturing right from a younger audience right up to a much more mature audience. That's what they want to go for and I think he's definitely the right man for the job. I don't know that, you know, somebody handpicked out of the RT canteen could have done what he did on Friday night. I think he showed, obviously, his humour is a massive part of this. Yeah. But I think when it came to his his chat with James McLean at the end of the show, he showed a very empathetic side. And, you know, that is something that pe- will appeal to people as well and appeal to a different type of an audience. I think there's huge potential here for him. And I'm very interested to see where, where he's going to take it. And I'm with you on that. I think he's going to do a great job. And thankfully, Tommy Tiernan didn't get the gig because Tommy's show in itself is just superb and I think they'll have two great programmes, one in the shape of Tommy and one with Patrick Hilty. So Shirley Donovan, will we make it a date for next Friday night again at half past nine? I'll see you there Paul, I'll bring the wine. Gorimila Mahagut, thanks Shirley Donovan. Annette, you were so excited to watch it on Friday night and you're after getting a little um, surprise letter in the post as well. Good morning, Annette. Good morning, Paul. How are you? I'm good. What a, tell me, what are, you th- what are your thoughts? You were excited. I was excited, yeah. I've always loved the little show um, and I always enjoyed writing Tuberty. Um, so I was I was dying to see how, how it would be like, what it would be like with a new presenter. And I have to say, I think Patrick Kilty knocked it out of the park. He did really, really well. 
Now, the monologue at the start, you know, about RTE and the TV licence, I felt it went on a bit too long, mm-hmm. me personally now. Two or three gags would have done, and then let's move on, you know. It, it's a done deal, leave in the past. You were know? you in any way, while well, you say it might have been too long, were you in any way put out by the jokes, the fact that you've been paying your TV licence all along, and people have been living it up, yeah. living in the life of, life of Riley, and they've been buying flip-flops and buying <laughs> tickets to concerts and what have you. Yeah, but yeah. would that have annoyed you in any way? Because it's, it, listen... What has happened in Montrose is no laughing matter, really, at oh the God, end of the no. day. I mean, look, this is it. I mean, it's public money and it has been squandered. There's no two ways about it. Um, I guess it's a case of we, the public, you know, need to keep an eye on this going forward and make sure the pressure is put on the likes of RTE and anywhere else that gets public money that they, you know, it's not squandered in the future. That we, You know, we make people accountable. But there's only so much we can do. It's up to the powers that be to make sure of that, you know, so look, we have to just um, move on, basically, you know, and just hope that the right people are keeping an eye on everything and that it's not going to happen again. And I think Kilty is, is one of the, the, the right people to bring things forward uh, from a television perspective anyway, I think. Absolutely, is because as Shirley just said a minute ago, you know, he's not an RT boy, he mm. wasn't there before. So, you know, we don't make him suffer for the sins of the previous people in RTE. And so we just move forward, clean slate, and let the man do the job. He's well capable of it. And um, I think it's just nice to have a fresh new face on it, you know? Uh, I think the majority of people, 99.9% on social media on Friday and across the weekend, we all come to the same agreement that Kilty is the man for the job. Lots yeah. of people were saying as well on social media, oh, he's not as good as Gay Byrne. But with respect, Gay is gone. We have to move forward. Others we were saying he's not Pat Kenny. People yeah. who are listening to this this morning will say, oh, geez, will they ever bring back PJ, get rid of Paul Byrne, he's crap. But you've got to move forward, don't you, really? Gay and Pat are gone. This is it. And I mean, the thing about it is, you know, you're there to do a job. You're there to cover for PJ. You're not PJ Hogan. You're Paul Byrne. So, you know, it's going to be a different type of show. Mm-hmm. That's the way life is. You can't keep things the same all the time. You have to move on. And so, you know, people are entitled to their opinion. But at the end of the day, you can't stay there. It will become stagnant if you stay with the same people all the time. Very you know, true. you have to add a freshness to it. Otherwise, people get bored. You know, we get T- bored. Tell me this. You got a letter in the post with some good news about the show. How did you uh, wangle two tickets? <laughs> Excuse me, I wangled four, Paul. How dare you? I'm available that night now. Come on, so <laughs> I'll drive the car. You can do the drinking. <laughs> Not a bother, you're on. What happened? Yeah. Tell us. Um, well, you know, I just when the when the um, when the applications opened for uh, audience members, I said, right here goes. Let's stick in um, an application. So I did. And, um, you know, they ask you various things um, in, in the application, like, would you be willing to get involved? Would you be willing to speak if, you know, you were asked? And I'm like, well, I'm not known for being quiet. So, you know, here goes. And, um, yeah, so lo and behold, I got an email on Friday morning, just after actually this show finished, because I had been chatting to Emer before that. And next thing I got an email to say I got four tickets for Friday week. So not this Friday coming, the following Friday. Who are you bringing? <clears throat> now, I am bringing... See, I'm going to Dublin, obviously, so I'm bringing my friend Bonnie from Dublin. She's bringing her uh, friend Rachel, and there's one slot available. <laughs> what do I have to do? <laughs> oh, 
I suppose, Paul, look, if you're going to do the driving and you're going to supply the alcohol, sure, look, I'll just go with you. Okay, well, who, Annette, who was on, <laughs> Annette, who was on before you? Or, no, sorry, not Annette. Uh, Shirley, who was on before you? Shirley, the date for Friday night is cancelled. I'm going to Dublin with Annette. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see who will be um, a guest on the night, you know, because one of the things they ask you when you apply is, like, who would your dream guest be and that sort of stuff. So, who was your dream teams, guest? Well, there was, obviously, there's more than one. I mean, you were number one on the list, obviously, Paul. Check us in the post. And, <laughs> and then I said, um, Gareth O'Callaghan, because I love Gareth. I said, Brendan O'Carroll, absolutely love Brendan, been following him from way back when. Mm-hmm. So I would love to see him on it. And funnily enough, actually, one of them was Mary McAleese. And oh. lo and behold, she was on last Friday night. So Very I was delighted good. to see that. Yeah. This and so, yeah, so that was just one of the things. So being to see, would one of my wish lists be there? Before I let you go, Annette, mm-hmm. do you think, would he ever get Tuberty on the show? Or is it just move on? Let, let move, it be, it's gone. Look, move on. What's that going to solve? You know, it would be an, an incredibly awkward interview mm-hmm. for both of them, not just one. Both of them will be incredibly, incredibly awkward interview. And let's see. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. We would all be cringing at home, Paul. Yeah, yeah. Because it would not be a nice interview to watch. Certainly not. You know, um, I, I don't see the point. No, and don't get me wrong. It's not that I don't want to see Ryan Tuberty. I think he's great. I never had an issue with the men. So I've no problem with Ryan Tuberty being there. But I just think it would be super awkward for them to conduct that interview. And for us as viewers, it would be very awkward. Very good. I don't right. think there's any point. Annette, listen, lovely talking to you. Uh, looking you forward to meeting you. Yeah, I'll you meet you outside the Savoy, so Friday night, not for about not half five. All not right. a bother, lad. See you then. Thanks a million. That's Annette. <laughs> now, Annette and Shirley have thoroughly enjoyed the Late Late Show. My next caller said she has wasted two hours of her life, and she did so last Friday by watching the Late Late Show. Mary, good morning. Good morning. How are you? What? How, how, how depressed are you? <laughs> I just thought it was just a complete non-event. Basically, two hours of my life that I won't get back. Like, what I would normally do and what I did on Friday is, you know, start the show, record the show and start it late. Mm -hmm. 
so that you can skip through the ads. Okay. I had done that, but I actually watched the ads. <laughs> I needed the break from watching. <laughs> Why? What? What was so bad about it? It was just. It was just so. I won't say so. The 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 few cracks at the start were a little bit funny, and I said, "Grand, you know, not obviously presented to the standard say of Graham Norton or something like that." Mm-hmm. But you know, they were funny, and I had hoped that. Oh, great! And you know, I could see he was very nervous. Then you know, there was a bit of nervous laughter there himself. He kind of seemed to think of some of them were funnier himself than what other people might have thought. But I just thought, and then he didn't. He got more nervous, I think, and it just all was extremely flat all the people that were on it like he had five comedians Mary McAleese and your man McLean your man McLean was very interesting yeah but for that to be the most kind of entertaining part would you have expected would you have expected would you have expected a stronger lineup for the the first night and that's no I don't mean that in any way of a disrespectful to who was that I actually like People, I just thought that people like Hector, Hector and mm-hmm. Tommy Tiernan, who would normally be so funny, and I would be rocking with laughter sometimes at mm-hmm. what they. This is just completely flat. I just thought altogether they seem to be having a kind of an in conversation, and I felt very excluded. I suppose. Yeah, I, I understand where you're coming from, but were they allowing Patrick uh, Keelty to be himself, and that they weren't going to be the funny men and take over the show, or should they, they have? But like, we needed, we needed somebody to ramp. Or he was, you know what I mean. If he needed help from his friends to get over his nerves, they needed to ramp up and help him. Mm-hmm. Lots of people and were saying, all right, that uh, Hector was extremely quiet. For, for, for oh, a man, he was always very vocal. Of, he looked bored out of his brain. And I was, have to say, I was there with him. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. just in-house. And I felt um, like that it was all kind of based, like there was two guests, like, and they were the two Johnnies who, you know, are you either like you know they're either your thing or they're yeah, not yeah, like yeah, yeah. and they were not really overly in that context you know their own show when they're staging their own thing but just being interviewed like that they wouldn't really very but they were the only two from the south tell me this leaving <laughs> um, the guests aside leaving his yeah. nerves aside is Kilty the man for the job I had hopes for him again I would have liked him I thought he was very bland though or something he mm-hmm. looked like kind of just a bit washed out already. <laughs> you know, like I, I don't know. Will you give it? Will you give it another I go? I'm not sure. I wouldn't have been. No, I wouldn't have been a fan of the Late Late Show yeah, yeah, yeah. for a long number of years anyway. But watched it just with hopes that you know it was going to be um, increased. I was particularly, I was personally gutted at, at I suppose. Um, Mary McAleese and you know especially all that thing around abusing refs and things like that mm-hmm. I thought it was extremely inappropriate the yeah, way yeah, it yeah. was yeah that's a, that's a major bone of contention with people at the moment isn't it <laughs> yeah I just thought like that you know that yes she has stopped or whatever but she has stopped because of the disapproval of her children and grandchildren rather yeah, yeah, than yeah. the underlying kind of, that this was absolutely wrong and while somebody like her might know when to pull back and what in, or well and it obviously seemed, she seemed to go quite a long way before she felt that, you know, that, well, obviously she wouldn't, I would expect, not have, you know, got involved physically. That was all verbal abuse or whatever. But yeah. 
That was just totally inappropriate. And that the fact that it was at children's matches that this was going on. Given the controversy that there has been around that and, you know, yeah. the abuse that physical... I just thought it was totally inappropriate for somebody who... Like, I would have always seen her as a role model. And, yes, uh, yes. You and know, they all looked up to her and, uh, yeah, absolutely. you thought she might and have had more co- And herself, and, and then landing J.P. McManus's wife in the same mm-hmm. thing. With, you know, I just think, jeez, what hope does a ref have if they're dealing with kind of that kind, that, that level of, of hassle? It seemed to be quite intense. And to, I just didn't think that that was in any way amusing. And I thought it was very... Degrading, you know that it, that, that, that it was a kind of a, a, a really like it was an okay thing to be involved in until your kids objected to was really mm-hmm. <laughs> you know all right look we'll switch anyway. off the late late show okay okay we're going to go down into the apps and into netflix and you're watching um a documentary at the moment which you find quite fascinating the blue, oh, zones. The blue zone tell me about Amazing. it I, i've heard it i think i heard pj mentioning yeah. it it's basically these pockets in the world where people live longer than everybody else. You know, the average, the longevity mm-hmm. of the inhabitants is longer than everybody else. And it's absolutely fascinating. I know we all, you know, we all think that eating right and going to the gym and we'll all live forever. You know what I mean? But there are so many factors and, that and feed who, into longevity. Who are these people and where are they? Are they Well, I tell you, the first one that they go is Okinawa in Japan. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, they live... But all these pockets, even though they're there, they're all being taken over by consumerism and the usual things, the younger generations in them, you know what I mean? And already they're seeing that this life expectancy that was there for generations is now starting to be eroded again. But the the place in in Okinawa, you know, they... Mm -hmm. Basically, they live in, well into their hundreds, you know what I mean? And it's all based more family life, um, care in the community, you know, look, um, eating kind of basic food, but a wide range of foods and things like that. But, you know, there's um, huge evidence that faith-based communities, faith-based. for example, live longer. Faith-based. faith-based. It doesn't matter what you face, we're not talking about... And in the case of Okinawa, it's, you know, um, a kind of respect for their ancestors. They revere their ancestors. It's not anything to do with the particular god or anything like that. You know what I mean? And and are these people, when you say they're living in pockets, like, again, I haven't seen it. So are these people, like, are they tribes? Are they living on an island? No, they're not. No, well, Okinawa is an island, you know what I mean? But there was a a community in... Within that island. Um... Within the US, mm. um, right. in Sardinia, one particular village, and you know the surrounding villages didn't have the same level of longevity, and it, it happened to be just the steepest village. And what age the are these people? Li- what know? age are these people living to? I mean, and uh, are they stress-free? We'll say because stress is a killer. Yeah, basically, that seems to be that the way they live reduces stress in their lives you know what I mean they you know again the fact that they believe in a higher power if you like Mm -hmm. that they don't have that control so they don't stress over things I suppose that are out of their control because Mm -hmm. they trust it to God or trust it to their ancestors or trust it to whoever that they revere Um, one of the major things um, there's a pocket in Costa Rica which will be one of the 
an impoverished third world yeah, yeah. country, but they are living longer. Their health system is operated at a fraction of a cost of mm-hmm. the health systems in the developed world because it is focused on keeping people healthy rather than fixing them when they're sick. Tell me this briefly before we uh, let you go. What have you learned from it? How have you changed your lifestyle or have you in any way, Harry? I suppose it's just the balance and, you know what I mean, I suppose, and again, I suppose, you know, living the way you can live in the space you're in and making that as stress-free and productive, just doing the normal things that you do not have mm-hmm. to actually do anything extraordinary right. to to live long and healthy. That's the it's the quality of life that these people enjoy into old age, you know. And you know the the study found as well, like kind of thing that you know putting people in homes, for example, shortens their lives. And yet that's the route we're all going down in the developed world, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Mary, listen, thanks for taking the call. Um, We're going to try Blue Zones, uh, the Blue Zones on Netflix. Uh, Mary gives it a thumbs up. She gives thumbs down to the Late Late Show. But uh, enjoy Friday night, whatever you're doing this Friday, Mary. Thank you. Good morning. Now, a few texts in relation to the Late Late Show last Friday evening. Uh, Anne-Marie says, I enjoyed the show, but did not enjoy the way he made light of the Ryan Tuberty issue. What Ryan went through for the last number of months was horrible. He should have kept his mouth shut, says Anne-Marie. John says, the heady days of the Late Late Show are gone because the big issues have all been settled. However, there are still some serious issues, such as housing and hospitals, and I'd like to see them tackled to an extent, but not to the depth that Gay used to do. If it's going to be all celebrities, it won't work. It will die like all the other chat shows. You need a bit of backbone and people with remarkable stories as it has done up to now to ensure its continued survival. John in Cove says that show should have been taken off the air years ago. It's a tired format and the money paid to presenters is way too much for a small island like ours. There's a lot of people who would work for many years for the kind of money Patrick Kilty will earn this year alone. And uh, I enjoyed it. Well done, Patrick, says Katie. Another caller here, Sally, says the level of guests from the RTE canteen is actually mortifying and she has seen it all before. Another texter says, what about the IKEA desk on the show? RTE could do a lot better. I liked the American style, but not the desk. Uh, Paul, if Patrick Kilty didn't address the RTE crap, people would have more issues. He wouldn't want to diss RTE either because it's a cutthroat job and he could be dropped as fast as as that, says Jackie. And the last one for now, a good show. I enjoyed it. He's a breath of fresh air, says Simon. And uh, last one here, sorry. I think they should have employed Brendan O'Carroll Brendan O'Carroll to replace Ryan Tuberty. He's one of her own. He understands her mindset and her humour. He's also very intelligent and capable of asking difficult questions at guests, of guests. He would be ideal for the job. Look, the jury is out, but I'm sure uh, Patrick Hilty will keep hosting the Late Late show as long as they keep paying the bucks. Courts 96 FM.